Chapter Eight of Observations of an Orderly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Observations of an Orderly by Ward Muir. Chapter Eight: Laundry Problems. A number of oddly unmasculine duties fell to the lot of the RAMC orderly prior to the time when VADs were allowed to take his place, at least to some extent, throughout our English war hospitals. One of my first tasks in the morning was the collecting and classification of my ward's dirty linen. The work cannot be called difficult. It would be an exaggeration to say that it demands a supreme intellectual effort. But to the male mind it is at least rather novel. The average bachelor has perhaps been accustomed to scrutinize his collars, handkerchiefs, and underclothes before and after their trips to the laundry. He has seldom, I think, had intimate trafficking with pillowcases, sheets, counterpanes, and tablecloths. In the reckoning of these he is apt to make mistakes and to lapse into a casualness which, in a woman familiar with household routine, would be improbable. Sisters' sharpest reproofs were called forth by errors made in connection with this daily exchange of clean for dirty linen. A form, of course, had to be filled in. The army provides a form for everything. This form presents a catalogue of eighty-one separate items, from blankets, childs, infants, I do not know what is the difference between them, and I never had to deal with either. G.S., whatever that may be and white, to waistcoats, straight. It distinguishes between ten kinds of cases, pillowcases, palais cases, and the like. For example, there are barrack bolster cases and hospital bolster cases. And you must not confound hospital mattress cases with officers' mattress cases. You are misled if you imagine the heading cases has exhausted the possibilities which appeared to be latent in that noun. For in addition to the ten unqualified cases, there are seven more, defined as cases slip. Can you wonder that the orderly, presented with a bin full of confused and crumpled objects ready for the wash, and told to count them and enter their numbers in the appointed columns, occasionally made a wrong guess? Then there were eight sorts of cloths, tablecloth, tray cloth, distinctive cloth, and so forth. To how many lay minds does distinctive cloth convey any meaning? Counterpanes you would think to be obvious enough, but that remarkable compilation, the checkbook for hospital linen, printed for H.M. stationery office, etc., recognizes four varieties. It also allows for four varieties of sheets four of aprons and four of trousers. Of towels it knows six. Each ward has a certain stock of linen in its cupboard. That stock can only be kept at the proper level by strict barter of a soiled object for a clean duplicate of the same object. As there are three hundred and sixty-five days in the year on which this transaction occurs, and sixty wards bundles of linen to be dealt with by both the dirty linen department and the clean linen department on each of those days. It is clear that exactitude in the filling in of the form aforementioned becomes an affair of almost nightmare importance. 
bring back from the clean linen store three dusters instead of the four dusters which you previously handed in at the dirty linen store and your cupboard will to the end of time be short of one duster which it should have possessed even if sister fails to pounce promptly on the evidence of the loss the quartermaster's dread stock-taking will ultimately find you out your cupboard declines to correspond with his book entries and there is trouble brewing in consequence but indeed if the loss of a single duster were the sole crime revealed on stock-taking day you would be fortunate the orderly with an obese bundle of washing on his back plods from the ward to the dirty linen store at quarter to nine every morning i say he plods because the bundle is generally too heavy for transportation at a rapid pace twenty sheets are usually but a part of the bundle and twenty sheets are alone no light burden between his teeth both his hands being occupied with the balancing of the bundle he carries his chit that indispensable list arrived at the store he dumps the bundle on the ground opens it and pitches its contents piecemeal over a counter to one of the staff of the store one by one the objects are named and counted aloud as they fly across the counter the staff orderly simultaneously checking the list and keeping an eye on what he is receiving for we may by guile palm off on him one sheet as two it can't be done with a certain legitimain that comes with practice or we may have received from the dry store amongst the rags meant for cleaning purposes a couple of quite worn-out socks not a pair and long past placing on human feet these derelicts with a rapid motion can be passed over the counter amongst the good socks and only later in the day will the dirty linen store officials detect the fraud when it is impossible to locate its perpetrator the store orderly's job is therefore one requiring some astuteness his checking of the list has to be achieved at a high speed and in the midst of a bobble for as many ward orderlies are present as the length of the counter will accommodate and they are all getting rid of their dirty linen bundles at the tops of their voices altercations i am afraid were not infrequent in the epoch when the actors in this drama were of the male sex even now when the scene is mainly feminine i believe differences of opinion continue to arise but doubtless the language in which they are conducted is seemlier if no less deadly the store orderly had a marvellous eye for the difference between two kinds of shirts which are worn by our patients one kind has a pleat in the back the other kind hasn't and i confess i occasionally transposed them on the form it was fatal to do so there was a separate line for each brand of shirt and there must be a separate entry the store orderly's trained powers of observation could see that pleat or the absence of it even as the shirt slid across his line of vision in a torrent of other shirts his hand shot out and grabbed it back from joining the heap on the floor within the counter his pencil poised itself from the ticking off of the items on the form wrong again he would cry sometimes in anguish and sometimes in anger and there was nothing for it but to apologize 
to keep on good terms with the various orderlies in the various stores was the secret of making one's life worth living a secret even profounder than that of keeping on good terms with sister to be sure it was though she seldom realized it the very foundation of the art of keeping on good terms with her you could not even begin to please sister unless at the end of those incessant journeyings of yours which she did not see you had dealings with store orderlies who were obliging and who would give you the things which the taskmistress had sent you to fetch or would drop a kindly hint as to where and by what means you could acquire them the dirty linen store orderly who declined to accept your plea for forgiveness when you had been obtuse enough to see a fomentation ringer in a tea-cloth could devastate the harmony of a whole forenoon a sweet reasonableness was undoubtedly the note to strike when such a contretemps occurred having got quit of the last item in your bundle you returned to the ward to attend to the other and generally less entertaining duties until such time as it was proper to repair to the clean linen store the staff of the clean linen store a huge department whose system of bookkeeping is enough to make the brain reel for here sheets etc are dealt with not in dozens but in thousands had in the interim received your chit from their colleagues of the dirty linen store these latter rashly or otherwise had guaranteed its accuracy by initialing it accordingly in the clean linen store a fresh bundle was ready for your acceptance its contents consisting of duplicates of the objects now on their way to the laundry it was unwise however to accept this neatly folded and virginal bundle without investigation it might contain what the chit demanded or it might not before you could carry it off you must yourself initial and finally bid farewell to the chit thereby certifying that you had got what you claimed to make sure of this you would be well advised to undo the bundle and as far as was practicable in a jostling crowd of fellow orderlies similarly employed run through the whole of its contents computing them with precision twenty sheets twelve pillowcases nine bolster cases it is only too easy to miss the difference in the sizes of these seventeen hand towels two operating aprons eleven handkerchiefs ten pajama trousers ten sleeping jackets and so on when you had ticked off all these separate items in the list you scribbled your initials thereon and fled with your bundle to find as often as not that sister sorting the things into her cupboard could discover a mistake after all this meant a humble return to the clean linen store to beg for the mistake's rectification and the sergeant in charge had merely to take your chit from his file and show you your own initials on it to prove that you were in the wrong it is conceivable that by means of a ward stock-taking and a reference of the results to the figures in the sergeant's huge ledger you might have proved that you were not in the wrong but the only time i ever knew one of these disputes to be thus put to the test i admit i wished that i had refrained from so temerarious an adventure somehow or other i had managed to come back to the ward with three clean pillow-cases fewer than the tale of dirty ones i had taken away and sister was exceedingly cross 
the particular sister whose drudge i was at that period was rather apt to be cross and this was one of her crossest days she threatened to report me and in fact did so i was not as she seemed to expect shot at dawn i merely underwent a formal reproof from a high authority who perhaps but this is a surmise knew sisters idiosyncrasies even better than i did there remained nevertheless the pressing problem of the three strayed pillow-cases these sister commanded me to obtain from the clean linen store but you cannot go to the clean linen store and say please give me three pillow-cases the clean linen store either says why a question which under the circumstances is flatly unanswerable or else tells you in language both firm and ornamental that you have already had them your initial chit testifies the fact at all events after some parley the clean linen store sergeant who was less of an ogre than he pretended offered to strike a bargain with me if i would count all the pillowcases in and out of use in my ward and bring him the total he would compare the said total with the figures in his ledger those figures he would not divulge to me but if the number i announced was three short of the number in his ledger he would give me the three and say no more about it the bargain seemed a fair one in sister's absence i spent a precious half-hour of what should have been my afternoon off in counting all the pillow-cases i could find in the ward a good-natured probationer who sympathized with me in my difficulties she too had suffered counted them also a convalescent patient interested himself in the problem he also went the round of the beds and investigated the cupboard counting all the pillow-cases we three each arrived at the same total armed with this total i marched back to the sergeant in the clean linen store he turned up his ledger and ran his finger down the page till he came to the entry of pillow-cases opposite to my ward and then he laughed a laugh a fiendish glee do you know he said instead of having three pillow-cases too few you've seven too many such are the traps set by the business man the expert of ledgers for the innocent amateur we had actually got more pillow-cases than we were entitled to all unwittingly in my eagerness to placate sister i had published the mild chicanery in which she had indulged on behalf of her ward the sergeant growing grey in the solution of these abstruse mathematical and psychological mysteries had suspected this sister all along he enlightened me she had recently been transferred from another ward and in her going had against the rules wafted with her a small selection of that ward's property and now there would be surprise stock-taking in her new ward the seven surplus pillow-cases and perhaps other loot would have to be explained sister in short was in for a mauvais quartier it was a suitable penalty for her crossness it should have taught her the perils of crossness with regret i add that she did not envisage the episode in that light she was merely rather crosser than before it was without any profound sorrow that i soon afterwards bade her farewell on her departure to oversee spheres of activity 
but she had at least afforded me a lesson in the importance of accuracy over my dirty and clean linen bundles never again would i risk the ordeal of a surprise stock-taking never again would i risk a combat with a ledger fortified sergeant never again would i risk an attempt at the torturous in my dealings with the classifications of the eighty-one items on the tear-off leaf of that dire volume the check-book for hospital linen end of chapter eight